She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's special Q&A episode. We get a lot of good questions from you guys, and today, Chantel will be answering some more of your questions. So, Chantel, what's our next question? So, my next question I'm going to answer is, are you strict with your windows as far as six-hour eating window or eight-hour eating window? My windows are always based on my hunger and fullness, but I do stretch myself with that being said. So if I say I'm eating in a six-hour eating window, I don't go, okay, it's 12 o'clock, boom, start eating. And then I don't say, up, oh, it's six o'clock, I have to stop eating right then. It's not like that. Everything that I do is based on hunger and fullness, but I've trained my body. So Right now, where I am, it's 1235. And it was so funny because I told my friend around 1130, I'm really hungry right now. So I would have normally eaten at 1130, but I wanted to be mentally sharp for recording today. And so I was like, I'm not going to eat anything right now. But I did have a little bit of coffee and I normally I would have black coffee or black tea or green tea. I like green tea with hibiscus. But because I didn't want to eat, I had a little bit of cream in my coffee, just a touch, to kind of extend my eating window. Because today I knew I wasn't going to be able to eat until more like 2 o'clock. So that's another hack that I talk about in my book is that I'll just eat. I don't, I don't have coffee with cream in the morning. And... The reason is is because I, I want to have a clean fast and I want to be able to just have black tea or black green or green green tea is what I normally have. I have green tea with hibiscus every single morning. But the cream does have sugar in it and has some fat. Well the cream isn't yeah, the cream I have, I don't have really have I guess you could argue it would have sugar in it, but natural sugars. Yeah, I don't put ever put any kind of sugar in my coffee, but I'll put a tiny bit of cream in there. But I don't do that until about 11.30 or 12 to then take me another hour to two hours if I'm trying to go longer. So it's just, again, I'm training my body to do that in, in that, but I never am dogmatic about it. I try to do it as far as how hungry am I and how full am I. And the biggest thing is, is that it's okay to get hungry. One of my interviews that I did, she used to be Miss Virginia and her name's Catherine. And you can listen to one of her episodes on my podcast called Waste Away Through Intermittent Fasting. But what she always says is, is that she says, I love to get hungry. She's like, when I hear my stomach growling, she gets excited. She's like, oh, my stomach's growling. I'm hungry. Now let me see if I can wait a little bit longer to push myself. Because when your stomach is growling, it's literally like fat is get you, your body. You're, you know, it's kind of like that Pac-Man where it's like, oh, I know I'm now my body's eating fat. And so now I can go ahead and use that instead of using glucose for fuel, I'm now using fat for fuel. 
So I will tie that into of how do you increase your fasting window and how do you, which what I say is how do you train your body to be fat adapted and what does fat adapted mean? So fat adapted is basically a a metabolic state where your body has been in ketosis long enough and then you basically transition instead of using carbs and sugar for your fuel and how you get your energy, your body says, okay, I'm not going to get sugar. I'm not getting glucose. I'm going to have to use fat for fuel. And so what that means is, is that your body has to get used to it. And some people say it takes three weeks. Some people, it takes six weeks to get fat adapted. And so it's what the analogy I like to give is when your body my favorite analogy is, let's say I have money in this account over here in in the bank, and my bank is about 15 minutes away. Or if I have cash in my pocket, let's say I want to buy something for $50. I can either, if I have the money in my pocket, if I have $100 in my pocket, then I'm just going to take the money out of my pocket and go ahead and pay for it. But once I run out, that's when I'm going to go to the bank to go get more money. The same thing happens with you as fuel. So if you've got glucose stored up, if you have sugar stored up, your body is first going to use that. The bank is kind of like the fat that you have. So what I say is, that you should just slowly build up. So I started out again as an eight-hour eating window. That was very easy for me. Then I moved to a six-hour eating window. Then I moved to sometimes doing a four-hour eating window. Then I throw in some occasional fast for 24 hours or 48 hours and so forth. But again, you build up to it. And what we the term we use is called fat adapted. And so what you have to do is you have to ask yourself the question, what are the best benefits that you see from fasting? And so when you start going, I'm going to have increased energy overall, I'm going to start healing my body. If you have psoriasis or eczema or skin issues, it's going to help that. I had a friend one time that had an injury, an Achilles injury for a year. Her Achilles hurt so bad, she tried everything. She couldn't do it. And she ended up doing a five-day fast. Now, don't panic when you're listening to this, but she literally did a five-day fast. Her Achilles was better than it ever had been. And so it fasting has massive, massive amounts of healing for your body. So... Again, when when I started, before I started fasting and intermittent fasting, I was actually pre-diabetic. And so when you say you're pre-diabetic, I would test my blood sugar in the morning. I would prick my, my finger and... And your blood sugar should be below 100. And and if you're between 100 and 120, you're considered pre-diabetic. And every morning when I did it, before I started fasting, I would wake up and I was about 100, 103, 104, and I was pre-diabetic at that time. Now that I've been doing fasting, if you take my blood sugar when I wake up, My blood sugar is around 70 to 80, which is absolutely phenomenal. And so I reversed my pre-diabetic ways just from doing intermittent fasting. And 
Hey guys, I really want you to join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. We're doing tons of giveaways right now for posting your before and after pictures and just for posting a question in there. We're giving away free protein shakes, some digest aid, all kinds of fun stuff. So please join our intermittent fasting and OMAD Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. One question I get all the time is, what can I drink while I'm fasting? So even if you have black tea or if you have black coffee, which black coffee, depending on the coffee, can be anywhere from three to five calories, I don't consider, and almost all of the intermittent fasting gurus and specialists would say to you, it's fine to have you know, cold brew coffee, black coffee, green tea, all of those would not break a fast and obviously water. One of the things people always ask is, does bone broth break a fast? And it absolutely does. But I use bone broth when I'm doing an extended fast. So if I do more than 24 hours or if I'm doing a 48-hour fast, but I still want to be in a fasted state and I want to keep getting my body healed, if I'm doing a healing fast, I will have a little bit of homemade bone broth, and that really does help me. Or I'll have a little bit of salt I'll take a little bit of salt and put it on my finger and have some. And a lot of times when you're not feeling good, fasting, having a little bit of salt will help you. Another huge thing that will help you is if you go for a walk. Going for a walk is, to me, I call it my magic elixir because it's unbelievable. I will literally be like, there'll be days where maybe it's like, 10 o'clock or 10.30, I'll say to one of my staff members, let's go talk and walk. And it really helps because what happens is when you go for a walk, it really regulates your overall blood glucose and blood sugar. And so that's what happens. It's really magical. I will literally be like, I'm starving. I need to have something to eat. I'll go outside and go for a walk. I'll be fine and I'll be able to go another hour, two hours, or however long I'm looking to fast. So that is a really huge benefit that I'll do when I want to. Or another trick is I will have a little bit of salt on my finger because a lot of times your electrolytes are off and that makes a really big difference. So... So what do you do when you are in a plateau of weight loss? One of my favorite things to do is to change up my eating window. So what I always say is that your body is very much like going to the gym. So if you went to the gym every day and you literally did the exact same thing and you never changed anything up your body would get used to it and then it has a stall. So you want to go to the gym and do different things and change up the weight. And the exact same thing needs to happen with intermittent fasting. And if you noticed what I said, you know, one day I might do eight hours, one day I'm doing six hours, one day I'm doing four hours. I'm also increasing my walking. So if you're not, for me, when I 
am looking at a plateau, I will add in a three and a half mile walk five to six days a week in addition to whatever other workout I'm doing to get my body moving. Because sometimes what happens, for example, this morning I worked out really hard with really, really heavy weights, like massively heavy weights. So that's why at 1030, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really hungry and I don't want to eat right now. So adding walking in doesn't make me ravenous. So that's a really great kind of kicker to get my weight loss. And I also add lots of veggies, more veggies, because I want to make sure that I'm having enough fiber in my diet. And so I really look at my sugar content. So I just say, okay, in my diet, how do I reduce the amount of sugar and carbs? And in my first book, which is called Waste Away Through Intermittent Fasting, I interview all these women and they give these little tips. But one of them is when they're having an increase in their weight, they always start looking at their carbs and sugar and they don't deprive themselves, but they just cut back and they start increasing their protein, increasing their veggies. And then they also say, okay, I'm going to change up my eating windows. Maybe one day I'm just eating one meal and maybe one day I'm having a meal and a tasting. But if you read my book, One Meal and a Tasting, there's all kinds of different hacks and different ideas to help you get out of that plateau. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.